Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for another service, God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Praise the Lord, church family. I was sitting back today driving, and I, I just popped in my head. I said, what if I decided just to take it easy today? <laughs> um, I don't think it'll do well for me if I took it easy. Because we all have bosses. We all have someone to answer to. And you know, I, was, it just started to, I just started to think, what if I just came to church and just said, oh, I'm just going to take a night off and just, just go through the motions and just take a night off? It's sad. It's sad when we think like that. You know, especially the times we live in. It's no time to take a night off. The Lord only asks for a couple hours. You know, we, we work through the day and we're tired. The flesh is tired. But, you know, all God asks for is two hours of our attention. God forbid, let it be two and a half hours. You know, I want to come to church. I want to come to receive what God is offering. I want to just come and get that Holy Ghost experience. It hurts my heart where you get into that mindset. Well, I don't, I don't know. I think I'm going to take a night off. The way how this world is going, it's, it's going to destruction. It's going to hell. That's where it's going. And the time to get in, the time to punch the clock and to get into this is now. Now is the time. And, I, you know, when you're at work, you give your full attention. Oh, you, you make sure you get your job done because... At the end of the week, you want to get that check. And God is just asking for two hours, two hours of worship, two hours. You got to just sit back and just thank God that that's all he asked for, and you know, in the service. But those two hours, I want to give God my full attention. I want to hear what the, what the preaching is giving us, the preacher is giving us. Giving us life. He's given us life. He's given us a preacher that's preaching the word. Tonight, there's that, that thing still going on. And I just see people just standing there. I don't see no movement. I just see, I just see people standing there. When we come here, we want to just lift our hands up. Yeah. We want to be moving. We want to sing. And I, I, was just, I was just thanking God. I was like, thank you, thank you Lord. That's all, that's all you asked for. And I just want to give you... Every time I come into church, I just yeah. want to give your full attention. That's right. As the ushers get ready, everybody say, God bless offering. God bless the offering. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
Jesus, we need your touch, need that fresh anointed touch in our hearts and our lives. In Jesus' name, I give you thanks. Oh God, I give you thanks. Let's give God a big hand, shall we? Amen. Amen. If you have a Bible tonight, let's take a look at the book of Philippians. enough to read for me. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Glad 
for each and every one of you to be here. Glad for everybody that makes that effort to be in God's house. As Brother Sal brought out, that's the truth, making that effort. That's a wonderful thing. Amen. All right, Philippians. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Amen. I want to work for a little while tonight on what are you thinking about? You may be seated. The Lord bless you. I'm very happy that the Bible tells me plainly. Guys, I thought you were going to stay up for me and stay ready. Weren't we going to do that? Thank you. Be up here and grow up with the men. Thank you. The uh, Bible says very plainly that uh, Jesus, when we come together and we gather together in his name, two or three of us, he said he'd be right in our midst. And that's a marvelous promise to know that he's a church-going God and that he's looking out for us. He's thinking about us. He's thinking about our welfare. He's thinking about all the things that absolutely have to do with you as an individual. He knows your name. He knows everything about you. That could be good and that could be not so good, right? <laughs> but I'm glad that he's a forgiving God that I can and you can, according to 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, you can bring everything to God and you can confess it unto Him. And if you'll do that, He's faithful and He's just to cleanse you of all sin and unrighteousness. You're not going to go through a day, but what you're going to be somewhat surrounded by, in the natural, all kinds of pollutants, uh, things that are in the air, you know. And uh, sometimes we get, we get black snow around here. It, ashes are falling everywhere. And, but, you know, that's money. That's just saying the harvest is being harvested and the, the crop is in and sugar is being made. And, you know, so it, it doesn't have to be such a bad thing, does it? But it is a, a bit of a pollutant in the air. And uh, if they get to pushing that, Bag ass around a lot out there. It gets a little smelly too, doesn't it? And there's just stuff that, and I've, I've been around some mills, like paper mills. Now, you're talking about a bad smell. Whew, you get around a paper mill, that's bad stuff. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of, we have the Bible said spiritually that we have escaped the pollutions of this world and this life. When we're baptized in Jesus' name and when we're filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost after we've repented of our sins, that God cleanses us of all of that mess that got in our heart and our lives from the very first moment we were here on earth, you know, from that very first moment. How great God is to look at us from head to toe, inside and out, and then grant us the opportunity to believe on Him as the Scripture has said. Scripture telling us to repent, and if we do it, then everything's going to be all right. Amen. If we don't, if we don't, repent, we're going to perish. So it's a far better uh, step to make towards repentance and letting God know you're sorry for being so sorry. You know? Just let Him know that you, you made the mistake. You know? They, there are people that are just 
really wanting to see a doctor and have the doctor come and fix their arteries and their heart or maybe their kidneys or their liver or their pancreas, spleen, whatever, all kinds of things, their heart, all kinds of things that they feel like if the right doctor could come in, they could fix them up, they could straighten them out. And you know, in the natural, that's probably very true. And there are some good doctors in this world. There's some good research that's been advanced over the years, and they've learned a lot. And uh, that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, the Bible said that a medicine will do you good like a medicine, you know. And laughter will do you good like a medicine. And so I'm saying that there's a time when evidently medicine's pretty good. It can have some, some good points to it. But, you know, it's nothing to compare with what a Holy Ghost doctor can do for you. Can, can bring something to your life and your heart in the way of forgiveness that's going to get you ready for the world to come. Hear me, you can be as healthy as all get out and die and go to the wrong place. But I'd much rather be visited by the Holy Ghost and get everything made right in my spiritual frame. Sometimes you have to ask yourself, what was I thinking? Or what am I thinking, present tense? Or what will I be thinking about in the future? You know, you've got to, uh, what the Bible say, examine yourself. I read in the Bible, and you did too, because you read the Bible, where book of Acts, they uh, bounced out of the upper room, full of the Holy Ghost, so excited, so happy. They were the first New Testament believers, and they were the body of Christ, and they were set to fill their city, Jerusalem, with this doctrine. They wanted everybody to know. They wanted everybody to have the truth. I'm really happy for that day when I got finally sensitive enough to, to hear God's voice concerning our invitations and how we put that Acts 2.38 right on the back and said, forget trusting somebody to go home and look up Acts 2.38. You know, most people aren't going to do that. They're just going to set that track aside. And so, you know, we, we put it on the back. And yesterday, I was with a gentleman that I used to work with, his father, and uh, got to witness to his father. I actually did his father's funeral and had prayer with him just before he passed away at 85 years of age. And um, I've worked with his son, whom he passed the business on to all these years now. And um, I got to show him our invitation, what the church looks like. And uh, he was very, very impressed, and I turned it over. And he got very quiet. But he read it, and that's what I wanted. I wanted him to read that. I want everybody to know the way out of here. I want everybody to know the plan of salvation. And that's why we put it in there, plain and simple and easy, and get somebody to start thinking on this. This is true. This, this is right. This is righteous. This is holy. This is clean. This is, this is eternal life right staring you right in the face. And for men and women to start thinking about eternity, to start thinking not so much about their physical frame, you know, and people are forever uh, worried about, you know, their looks. And uh, there's so much uh, finance being spent on, um, you know, recreating your face and your body and, 
and uh, all kinds of uh, plastic surgery going on. I passed through Boca the other day, and brother, that's the capital of plastic surgery, right? <laughs> and uh, people are so concerned about their physical body, but we really should be concerned about our spiritual frame. We really should get concerned about what's going to live forever somewhere. All right? Amen. Everybody said hallelujah. Give God a big praise. Come on. You know, the devil is a liar, and he promotes procrastination. He's got a lot of people thinking, well, one day, one day, one day I'll, I'll get it all straight. One day I'll, I'll go and make it right. One day I'll do this, and one day I'll do that. And you know what? People put off and put off and put off until it gets put off. And they never do get around to, to making things right, making their business right, talking to God. Something builds up harder and harder and harder in their system until they absolutely never do get to making things right with God. And, and that's what you read in your Bible about the individual that he kept looking at the church, he kept seeing the church, every day he's passing by, and he disdained the church, he made fun of the church, he, he knew more, he was smarter, he was fine, uh, dressed, and had all things going for him, he thought. And, uh, but there came that day when his number was up, and he, he died. He died. And the Bible said very plainly that he, he absolutely lifted up his eyes in hell. And he said, I want you, please, please. This was a guy that obviously must have been very used to getting his own way and barking out orders and everybody jumping and doing whatever he said whenever he barked out an order. And he said, I want you to send Lazarus back. You know, Lazarus, the one I looked at all the time, the one who represented the church, the one who I disdained the one who I just thought was wasting life and wasting time. And yet, see, when Lazarus said, he also died because it is appointed unto man once to die. Everybody's going to, to die. And so Lazarus, difference was he didn't, he didn't just die and then be in the wrong place. He died, and the Bible said the angels came and got him. And they carried him to the arms of Abraham, which is a type of the spirit of God. And... Uh, and, and this individual is looking up now, and he's saying, hey, he said, send Lazarus and tell my brethren not to come here. Go back and tell my family not to come here, that I messed up, and for them not to mess up. And he was to convince that if one rose from the dead and went back, that it, that it would convince them. Not so. Not so. The Lord said, they have Moses, they have the prophets, they have the Word of God. He said, they're not going to believe that, they're not going to believe somebody rose from the dead. It's as simple as that. That old spirit of unbelief that gets a hold of people and locks their mind up, and they get caught in, a, in an unbelieving state of mind. They're not thinking right. They're not thinking correctly. And they're consequently heading in the wrong direction. So we've got a man in hell telling us not to come there. But well, we don't read about Lazarus telling people not to come where he's at. Man, he was nestled. He was, he was comfy. He was feeling good. It wasn't too cold and it wasn't too hot. You know? It was just right. Man, it was worth it. It was worth it. He was really happy. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? We're living in a world that's headed for war. They're going to make war with Jesus Christ. And they're going to lose. 
because they're following a liar. They're following somebody who is not thinking about things that are true, and things that are honest. Not thinking about those kind of things at all. He's thinking about deception. He's thinking about hatred. He's thinking about defying God. I'm just going to get more and more rebellious. I'm going to get more and more hateful. Whatever the church is doing and God is doing, I'm going to be against it. And we're seeing it in our world. Everything that God's Word declares. He is inspiring people and the, and the law, the people that are in the law, that to create laws and, and pass laws that contradict the Word of God. You've got transgender going on. God never made anything like that. God didn't make it two men or two women. He made it a man and a woman. You know, that's what He did. He set the example. He's the former of all things. He's the creator of all things. And what God did and the pattern that God set, it's correct and it's right. And we ought to be thinking about how God did it. And we ought to be thinking about where our generation is headed. We need to start thinking about some things that are honest and some things that are true and, and some things that have to do with the Spirit of God and the church of the living God. And why wouldn't I want to be a part of that? Why wouldn't I want to give myself over to that wholly and entirely and completely? Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are true. Oh, God, let me think on these things. Let me think on these things. Let me think on you as I praise and worship you. Let me think on you as I drive down the road. Let me think on you as I bless my food before I eat. Let me think on you, O oh Lord, as I read your word. Let me think ab about you while this world is falling apart. Let me think about you, Lord, how good you are, how you've given me the truth, how you've opened my understanding when there's billions out there that do not know this truth. Oh, God, let me think on that. What did he say in one place? My heart is indicting a good matter. Oh, man, I'm, I've got something good going on here. Are you thinking a good thing? Are you, or are, you, are your thoughts rebellious? Are your thoughts full of hate? Are your thoughts just, I'm going to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it, and ain't nobody going to stop me? You know? What are you thinking? There are things that will stop you. you know? I read about somebody in the paper today, they, 61 years old, and they died of cancer. Given all kinds of awards, achieved all kinds of things, but 61, they died of cancer. You know, very sad. Very sad. There are people that, you know, they just going about their way and running full out, wide open in life. And that's what that guy was doing. And that day he turned a corner and he ran into something that he wasn't expecting to run into. He ran into the death. He went straight to the wrong place. So we've got a man in the wrong place telling us not to come there. And we've got somebody in the right place saying, come on, come on, come on. It's great up here. You know? So either way, you know, somebody's telling us not to come and somebody's telling us to come. We better, we better start paying attention. We better start thinking. Some people don't think they're ever going to die. Some people think because they're only young. That they don't have to worry about that. 
I read about a guy in the paper today that died very young, motorcycle accident, motorcycle accident. Yeah. And, you know, people can trust in things. Do you know that the guy that was over the Harley-Davidson business and club and everything died riding his Harley-Davidson? And, of course, they said he died doing what he loved. Yeah. And that all ended about three nanoseconds after he died, after he gave up the ghost, friend. And then, then there was no being happy about nothing, okay? And, and I'm trying to tell you, people are not living and thinking in reality, okay? I'm so glad for the day God woke me up. Man, God gave me a shaking. And God said, you come with me, young man. I'm going I'm to put purpose in your life. I'm going to put eternal purpose in your life. I'm going to awaken you to what's true and what's righteous and what's holy and what's clean and what's godly. I'm going to awaken you up to that. And it's been, I'm looking back, you know, in the mirror 47 plus years, and I'm thanking God for every day. I'm thanking God for getting me out of the soup, getting me out of the mess, changing my life for the good, showing me what reality really is, getting me to think correctly and think in the right pattern. And every day that he can re-correct me, and redirect me and help me to stay on that path of righteousness that leads to life eternal. Amen. 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 We're living, you can remain standing, we're living in a world that absolutely is lost and dying and heading in the wrong direction. And they, they just don't know, and they just, you know, people come to our town, and, and I told that guy flat out when he called me. And, uh, but, you know, they come to your town, and, and I had a nurse one day. She, she was so proud because her group came to Belglade, and, I, and she said, we did them so much good. I said, you didn't do them any good at all. I said, what, you gave them some pencils? <laughs> you gave the kids some school supplies? I said, that's not going to help them eternally. Said you didn't do anything. Oh, she didn't. She wasn't happy with that. But I gave her Acts two thirty eight, and I told her about the original church, and, and uh, I've done that with a lot of people. There's a lot of people. You know, they want to put up a sign and say we're having a festival. Say what? You're giving away a car? Gee, that's great. You can drive it right to hell. Awesome. They'll bury you in it. Some people have been buried in their cars. Yeah. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? You've got the truth. You've got the, the truth. You've got the keys to heaven. Man, that's something. NASA can get you to Mars. They might get you a little further, but they can't get you to heaven. I've got them bypassed by a long way. Way, way, way past that. We bypass them, friend, with this truth, this message. And everybody said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. Well, what do, what do you think if we just start thinking on those things? Those things. Finally, brethren, start thinking about the spiritual things. Start thinking about the godly things. Start thinking about the holy things. Start thinking about how can I accomplish some of these things and get these things going in my life. You know, how can I turn the ignition on these things and fire it up and get moving, friend? How can I do that? Brother uh, uh, Enrique the other night, he had a little vehicle trouble out here. And, and uh, I heard it when he told his wife to turn the car off. She did, and then he said, now turn it on. And went click, 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 click. I said right away, I said, well, either got a bad connection or they got a bad battery, one or the other. And uh, what I'm saying is, isn't it nice when God looks at our dead batteries, when he looks at the mess that we're in, 
And he gives us this brand new heart and this brand new life. And he gets us thinking in the right direction. He wakes us up. We don't need the drugs. We don't need the alcohol. We don't need the dirty, filthy things of this life. We want to be delivered from all uncleanness. And God does that. How? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are, you know, everything you do, whether it's a job or go to school or, or uh, anything you're doing, then always you want to look for the spiritual element in it. You want to say, I, I want to be about my father's business. I want to be gathered together in his name because he said he's going to be right there. I got to be thinking about him. I got to have my mind on him. And everybody said amen. Give God a big hand. Come on. All right. We're going to worship. We're going to praise. We're going to come around the front. Come on now. Holy Ghost time. Holy Ghost time. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Thank you, dear God. With the Holy Ghost, how He healed me to the end of when I think about. 